This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast. This is episode 91. Not that that really matters. I don't know why we continue to say that, but uh, I'm one of your hosts, Breezy. (laughs) I don't know why we say it either. Um, And I'm your other host, Ray Ray. Maybe, I don't know, it helps people know what episode they're listening to. And this week, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was like, "Uh, maybe, I guess it could help, you know, identifying who uh, the guest is or our topics that we, uh, that we go over for the week. So episode 91, who do we have? Yes. Oh my gosh, you guys, we interviewed uh, Dominic Alessandro, who designed the logo for the Dan Barry Trashers. Uh, If you don't know what I just said to you, you need to push pause on this podcast right now. Stop what you're doing. Go home pull up the Netflix documentary called Untold Crime and Penalties, and then watch that, be mind blown, and then come back to this episode. But we'll tell you a little bit um, of the backstory on it. But Dominic reached out to us and was like, hey, I designed the jersey logo for this hockey team that was in the now defunct UHL, uh, but they were around for a while as one of the minor league teams. And he was like, I've got stories for you. And the stories are incredible, especially if you've watched this documentary, right, Tracy? Yeah. And, you know, I got to say, whenever someone says like documentary to me or anything like that, I'm like, ah, snooze fest, right? Like I like certain documentaries and we all know by now that's probably a certain genre. But uh, when you had sent this to me, I was like, okay, like, I'm definitely going to watch it, right? But I didn't know what to expect from it. And let me tell you, I felt like I was a part of the entire thing. Like, I felt like, I don't know, like, I had like this power come over me. And like, I felt like I was getting like down and dirty with like, the, the, the league and like, just the way that they like represented themselves and how they were laughing. And I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm going to take a trip to like Alcatraz after watching (laughs) this or something. Like it was insane. I ended up sending it to four different people (laughs) watching it saying, you need to watch this right now. This is probably the best thing I have seen. And I couldn't even tell you how long. Um, Oh yeah. Cause it's a real story. It might've been the best thing I've ever seen. It is the real story. They explain it so well, every single twist and turn, uh, keeps you in the loop. So if you haven't watched it, you do need to pause this right now and yeah. go watch it. It's worth the hour and 20 minutes. Uh, you will not be let down at all. No, at you all. won't. <laughs> and here's the two sentence synopsis for you. They were the bad boys of hockey, a team bought by James Galante, a man with mob ties, allegedly run by his 17 year old son, AJ Galant, Galante Galant, and with a rep for being as violent as they were good on the ice. It's the story of the Danbury trashers who were part of the now defunct UHL, which stood for the United Hockey League. Uh, I was blown away. I had no clue that this story of a hockey team was going to go to mafia, oh, so ties and tax evasion arrests and then incredible hockey. They had Gretzky's brother on the team, right? It was his brother. He was like the president or something like that. He brought it. He's like, but AJ, he's sitting there. He's like, we need, we need to sign a big name and, we're going to sign Gretzky. And then he goes, it was his brother, but. (laughs) And mind you, this kid was 17 as the, and the GM of a hockey team. 
Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, and they brought in so many elements of the WWE that he loved growing up with the with sort of with the fighting and brought it to this hockey team that in Danbury, Connecticut, that had never had a hockey team before. Uh, I'm really glad that you had the response I did to watching this documentary I because was I was like, hyped. I was hyped. I texted you that this morning. I'm like, I don't even know how to describe the words that I felt. I watched it late last night my adrenaline was going, my heart was pumping. I'm like, how am I supposed to go to bed after like watching this? And I hope I'm not hyping it up too much, but like, that's just the way I felt. I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. Oh yeah. It, I, I mean, just the, every story that we've heard and every movie that's ever been made about sort of mafia, or if you watched The Sopranos, those are all right made up stories but this story is real and it's exactly like those made up stories but involving a hockey team as well and like really good hockey play is on top of it so that's what makes it so intriguing because it's real and there was also rumors that the um james and aj that his this guy, this real guy, was the story that they based The Sopranos off of, the TV show. And, you know, they talk all about it in the in the documentary. So it, it was it was wild. Um, so we had to hop on this content and Dominic, who designed the logo and don't you guys worry, he's got great stories that just continue to validate who well, his he goes by Jim James Galante. Galante, am I saying it right? Yeah, Galante. And names we all know. We all, yeah, we don't ever get them right. But he, uh, I think that's a name we want to get right, though. I think uh, his the stories that Dominic has about Jim are just as accurate and in line with the stories that are shared throughout the documentary, and uh, I think you'll you'll enjoy it definitely yeah so that's our guest we had to go into a little detail with some of this backstory for you all before just diving into our conversation uh with dominic but there's a couple of stories happening in, in the league you i think you need to start off start it off for us because it involves one of your teams yeah so the preds and the lightning release their stadium steer say what i can't talk what is wrong with me stadium series jerseys now i'm just gonna i know you're gonna ask my opinion i sometimes i just can't wait man and i feel like everyone has a spoiler so i will dig and dig and dig until i find something and i saw so many cool designs of what the jerseys could have been uh, so my heart was kind of sold on on something like that. And then they came out with their teaser. And so then like a lot of the designs were making sense to me. And I was like, maybe it was already leaked. So I was hyped. And then they did the jersey release and it was absolutely nothing of uh, what I was expecting, uh, had even seen. And I think a lot of fans, uh, well, I know a lot of fans uh, kind of felt the same way. Uh, but the more you kind of read into the Preds jersey, the cooler I think it kind of gets. Um, they do say for the fans, the fans wanted something else, right? But it it, it ties it back to the Nashville history. Um, it's growing on me for sure. I will be attending the game, but I'm still kind of torn on if, uh, if I'm going to rock it or if I'm not going to rock it. The lightning one looks super clean. Yeah. Um, I still think they could have done something a little bit more creative um, on both sides, but yeah, that's um, I'm still, I look at the Preds Jersey every single day and I'm like, what's going on here? Like, I like that it's different, right? Yeah. It's a lot different than anything. And I, I think that's a route you have, to, you have to go at some point. But it just says Smashville. Um, no logo. No Preds logo anywhere. Maybe they'll do yeah, something. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I, I think it's not intimidating or scary. Yeah. And I and I don't know what this new trend is with all of these jerseys with just like the words right. on them. And like right. we saw the New Jersey Devils alternate one that just says Jersey. And like right. it's not, it looks more amateurish to right. me than ferocious yeah. and cool and badass and like 
right different like a different take on the predator or the fangs or like there's so many other creative things that they could have done but they could have and they took basically the font that they used to use on old music posters which kind of ties it back to to music city and whatnot so yeah i I get that but you put that on the side yeah that's what you put on the side and I or think you just that's... put Nashville or you put Predators in that and you don't put Smashville. But Smashville is what the fans call it. Um, I mean, I can see both sides. I think I majority of the am just disappointed because I think I wanted I wanted a Navy jersey much like a lot of everybody else did. Uh, but you want maybe like the old school like Predator Skull or some sort of old school logo to make it kind of like that i don't know it's their first time hosting a stadium series and it's like you're i think they just needed to do a little bit something extra uh with those jerseys but it is growing on me at first i was like "Eh," but it is growing um so we'll see uh but there's a lot of fans who do who who signed a petition to have it be uh redesigned uh which is pretty funny so that is funny because that's not going to happen definitely not going to happen no I did not sign it because I'm like this is literally pointless and I think I might like it I don't know I'm still going I think you need to ask me maybe in like a week or two maybe we'll do like weekly updates okay on on how it's going um or we could just see what they look like on the ice yeah and make a decision there very true yeah because they all look different they all look different on the ice that's true that's true um Malcolm Subban was traded from the Blackhawks. He uh, went to Buffalo. Poor guy just can't catch a break, man. Um, (laughs) That's just a tough go. And the Chicago Blackhawks received future considerations. I'm not mad about this. We've had a lot of goalies in the last few seasons, and it was time to sort of make some decisions we've given all of them enough play time to play time like what are they five and you have play time <laughs> uh and and to decide what they what they want to do and and you know i support this and i wish him all the best wow it's coming from you you weren't a big fan of uh the souvenir no, no that's why i'm wishing him the best somewhere else because he's no longer my starting goalie which he never was and was never going to be so yeah well the star of the uh the maple leaves was obviously austin matthews mustache that is now gone (laughs) um he looks so much better he looks a hundred times better he looks great uh that's all i that was just the only comment i had on that Uh, i don't know why i decided to do that it just felt like a good play it did. And, you know, I, I think he was doing it for Movember and to raise for, he, for charity. So, you know, that's great. For $134,000 he raised. Um, uh, I think that's wonderful. And I'm so glad it's over and he is no longer rocking that mustache. <laughs> yeah. Until next year. We'll see. Oh, God. Why doesn't he just grow a full beard? I mean, I don't know he's got a style that i don't understand yeah and speaking of styles that no one understands is uh evander kane uh his drama is getting messier and messier i feel dirty reading all of the stories i feel like i need to take a shower afterwards um i think he just needs to uh to simmer down i think the the news needs to stop going around him yeah i think that he just needs to get some help uh not trash talking him at all it's just, it's always in somebody's face, uh, the news for him. Um, and it's serious. I, I think there's a yeah. lot deeper of an issue going on there, which we've openly talked about uh, in multiple cases on the pod before. Um, but I think the my one comment on it is, I think that he just needs to take a break from the game and, and get some help. Players assistance program, yep. like I said. That's the way to go. That's the that's the way to go for him. Every game day, I play the Smashville Selector. Okay, right? So you get to choose five categories. Who is going to win the game and how many game how many goals are going to be scored during that game? Who's going to score the first goal? What period most goals will be scored in? Which 
player will score the goal. I think, did I already say that? I don't know. I don't know, but if I did, there's five different ones. And the last one would be, how many goals will the Predators score? The, or not goals, how many shots on goal will the Predators have that entire game? Okay. I play every day, every game day. Nothing to it. I Sometimes I get really lucky and I'm like, oh yeah. So then it kind of makes games more fun because it's kind of like gambling, but not really because I've never put any money towards anything. Um, so yesterday, Friday, uh, I got an email from Bally Sports that said I won. And I had to fill out a little like waiver voucher thing uh, that was attached. Well, it didn't tell me what I won. So when I clicked on the little waiver voucher thing, it broke down what I won. Oh my God, I'm not ready. What did you win? I won two glass seats plus Lexus Lounge for an upcoming Predators game versus the Calgary Flames on Sunday the 12th. I think that's what it was. So you're going to Nashville, right? Guess who can't go to Nashville and get those glass seats that are on my freaking bucket list to sit What do you mean? Why not? Because flights one way are almost $500. Breezy, but I put it go. on the credit card. You get free tickets. Put it on the credit card. I will get. I will give you the money, and you can pay me back over time with no interest. It gets book, better. You. What do you mean? No, no. That's the end of the story. Go no, book nope. the ticket. Where you're that going? Is, that is not the end of the story. <laughs> but I appreciate you getting very supportive of me. So. Yesterday, I had to, to do the dreaded email back and say, wow, this is awesome. You know, I have I just have fun playing the game. But I said, I obviously can't go. There's a lot of issues that make me not able to go along with the $500 flight. So I had asked them to uh, give them to somebody who would enjoy them, would love to go make their day. Um, hopefully it'll come back and maybe I'll maybe I'll win again in the future, you know, Um but I asked for them to give it to, to somebody else that would enjoy them. And then about six to seven hours later, I got a, a reply back from them. Now this is Bally sports. Keep in right. mind. And they told me that, uh, thank you for the information. And fortunately the predators organization, uh, is very generous. So they are now going to send me an autographed Ryan Johansson Jersey and place of it. Oh, <gasps> So there we go. Oh my God. Hopefully I made somebody else's day and I still get an autographed Jersey for free. So that's awesome. Is it too late to email them back and say, just kidding. Rachel's going to fund my trips to Nashville (laughs) and deal with all of the other issues that come with that. Um, Can I still get those tickets? (laughs) Probably a little too late, but I think that just, it put a little thing in my mind that said, you know what, maybe I should splurge one of these days and just spend the extra money to get class seats. Um, Maybe I'll bring you with me. (gasps) Hey, why not? So we'll, uh, we'll do that. But I, I think it just comes to the fact of sometimes doing something, even though it, it, it's disappointing, it's something that you really want, but maybe giving it to somebody else who could use it um, sometimes is the best thing to do. Uh, being a good person costs zero dollars. It does. And you'll get rewarded. And I did get rewarded. I 100% was not expecting to get anything. I never asked for a secondary prize. I never asked for anything. I just wanted someone to, someone good to get the tickets. Uh, and now I get a jersey out of it. So I think that just proves that sometimes it just, I don't know, I don't know what words I'm trying to say, but sometimes you just got to do something uh, and you'll get rewarded for it. Pay it forward. There you go. That's what I was looking for. The other moral of this story is to text Ray Ray the minute something like this happens before you make a rash decision like that to to figure out a different solution that involves (laughs) helping fund your trip there. Oh, man. It's all good. Hey, how about this? We'll get glass seats when we go up to Seattle. Okay, that's fine. Okay, there we go. Well, fine. All right. Enjoy the interview with Dominic, everybody. This week's episode of the House of Hockey podcast is brought to you by... 
Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, that's THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. to the house, Dominic Alessandro. Welcome to the house. Introduce yourself to, to everybody. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm Dominic Alessandro. I um, am the designer of the Danbury Trashers logo. Um, I live in Danbury, Connecticut. I've, I've lived here for more than 20 years. Um, I, I'm part owner in a graphic design firm in New York City. Uh, my business partner, Chris Weber, and I started our agency about 20 years ago. Um, and I'm just, I became addicted to hockey about the same time that the Trashers came to be. And it's sort of my two passions coming together. And, uh, you know, and, and now with the, the, the documentary, it's having a second life after like 17 years. So I actually pulled out some, some merchandise out of my attic and uh, you'll probably sell it on eBay for a good price, but it's oh, a yeah. good history. Well, there's a lot to cover here. So why don't yeah. you tell us how did you end up getting the deal to design the Trashers? That's so hard to say. And I, I want to say the Thrashers, because that's another team, the Trashers logo. Yeah. Well, it, it was, uh, it, it came to be, I was commuting to New York City from Danbury and was reading the newspaper and they, they the newspaper said that they were gonna there was gonna be an announcement of a new professional hockey team in Danbury. So I that was the first time I heard about it. So I just had some ideas and sketched up a few things on the train um, on the way in. When I got to the office, I told I told our staff, you know, the story of what was happening and I showed them the sketch. Um, they knew the team was going to be called the, the Trashers. So I thought, you know, how can we show a camp, trash can, but make it animated, but not too cartoony. And so I showed the sketch to, to our account executive at the time. And she said, we have to send this to them. And I said, well, you know, we don't, that's not the way we work. You know, usually someone hires us, they, we establish a budget, we do an exploratory, a phase one exploratory where we work up different options, maybe 20 different logo options. Then they choose one, we refine it, it's a, it's a whole process. So they said, no, no, let's, let's just send them this one sketch, let's see what they say. So we FedExed it um, to Jim Galanti and he called us like, FedEx delivers at 10.30, let's say. He called us at like 10.45, and he just got on the phone. He's like, Dom, I love this logo. How much? And that was like, and, you know, the rest is history. But um, <laughs> That's insane. So when you said that you were reading the newspaper, was it the actual newspaper that they had showed in the documentary where it said that, you know, 
his 17 year old son was going to be the coach and the G or not the coach, the GM for it. Yeah, it wasn't that article, I think, came out later on. Okay. But it was just a small article. It was the same newspaper, the Danbury News Times. And um, the the article was just a little tidbit saying tomorrow there's or this week there was going to be a press conference and they were going to announce the team. So they actually they were ready at the press conference. They had jerseys already in the works and they basically stopped the presses when they got our sketch. So uh, he told uh, Jim invited me to the press conference said, come on down. We'll talk about the details. Um, and then, yeah, we basically just drew up one logo and refined it. And, and we worked pretty closely with Jim. Um, not AJ, was, not AJ, AJ at the time was 17 years old. Um, right. still so he, sorting it out. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, uh, you know, organizing the team, um, um, trying to find players. Um, but Jim was, you know, doing the day-to-day -day stuff and, you know. Okay, we wait, were, wait. Did he yeah. pay you with a duffel bag full of cash? We, no, we didn't get duffel bags full of cash. <laughs> Dang, you got an <laughs> yeah. actual check, huh? And, yeah, we got an actual check. Um, <laughs> I'm you know, surprised they, at it, uh, 1045, you didn't have him walking in, throwing down a stack of 10K oh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's not how it went. Okay. That's not how it went. But they paid us fairly well. You know, it was the, it was unknown at the time. It, there wasn't even hockey in Danbury. So who knew? You know, they lasted two seasons. So our budget and everything for that for two seasons and, and all the work we did was reasonable. But um, who knew it would become this? So I would have charged a lot more. <laughs> Before we uh, we jumped into the to hitting record on this, how you were talking to us about how you started playing hockey and then got into to the Trashers. Can you kind of take us on like a maybe like a time lapse of that whole scenario? Yeah, it, I started uh, I moved here in, in about 2000 and, you know, I was looking around for like a softball team to play on just to like get out there and do some get some exercise and meet some guys and drink some beers and uh, no one would call me back. So I took the kids skating to the Danbury rink and I had some old ponds, hockey skates. And uh, you know, I, I, at the end I was like, I really miss skating. We, we grew up skating on the ponds around here, you know, and uh, but I never played organized hockey. There just, it just wasn't a thing around here when I was a kid. So um, I sk skated with the kids and I asked the front desk, do you have anything for adults? And they said, yeah, we have a class on Sunday nights. Um, so I came down, but you had to have all the equipment and I just had pond hockey skates. So I went went to uh, Westco here in Danbury, our hockey local hockey store and bought all the gear and went to these classes on Sunday nights, but I didn't even know how to put the gear on. So I was in the- You would be just like me and Breezy, I think. We don't play, so. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's the greatest sport. You got to get out there. So, uh, you know, I'm watching other guys get dressed. Like, this is weird probably, but how to put the shin guards go on first, okay. Um, so then, you know, I was, then I got into the adult league there and, and so it was about 2004, and that's the time when the Trashers happened. So when I got involved with um, Jim and, and the Trashers, he actually sponsored a team at the Danbury Rink uh, with the uh, Trash Hauling Company. It was called AWD, Automatic Waste Disposal. Um, so that he sponsored a team. So we we're in a meeting once. And I told him, Jim, I noticed you, you have a team in the league, and I'm dying to play on a team. He goes, Dom, you want to play hockey? Picks up the phone. Hold on. Dials his captain. He goes, Kevin, I got this guy. He wants to come down and play hockey. Yeah, all right, Jim. And like, <laughs> so I was on the team, but I went to one practice. They were way above my head. Like I fell in warm-ups and took out a couple guys, and it was just a disaster. And I'm sure there was a phone call that night, like, Jim, is it? Is this who is this guy? Does he? Do we really need to keep him? <laughs> kind of. Thing. 
<laughs> oh my God, that's funny. What was Jim like in your in your opinion? You know, they they ask a lot of the people that have worked with him and were friends with him and were part of the team in the documentary. So how would you describe uh, Jim? Um, yeah, he he's a really intense guy. Um, very focused businessman. One one of the smartest, uh, mo most intuitive uh, people I've ever worked with. I got to say, it's, we work really closely. Once we had the idea for the logo, there was a lot of work to do around it. Like we even sat down and we did a study just on the eyes, just the shape of the eyes. You know, when you can look at a lot of different hockey logos that have characters, the eyes are always different. But and there were discussions with Jim, like we want this to be uh, mean, but not scary, you know, because the market is going to be families, kids. Um, so, you know, it was him and I sitting down picking out color chips for the, the actual blue because they want it to be dark enough that it looked ominous, but bright enough that, you know, it was it was a pleasing color. So, you know, and then making decisions it was instant like we would sit I, I would have an opinion of, of let's say what what color to pick he would pick the same one boom done move on to the next thing you know and in business that's what you need you need to make decisions quickly that's how you make money you know you, and I'm sure you've had the experience, because I know Breezy and I have in our day jobs of people who cannot make a decision, yeah. will, will not make a decision, will ask 25 people, send 25 emails, and you, you still won't have a commitment. And then, you know, you're left <laughs> taking forever. Yeah. So that speaks um, highly about Jim's uh, leadership yeah. ability, about and knowing what he wants. And we work a lot with consumer product companies. Um, you know, our company is called Alessandra Weber Design, AW Design for short. And um, we, so consumer products by nature have to appeal to a broad audience. Sports, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a little more focused. So we enjoy working on, on projects that are more focused. But um, yeah, Jim, Jim was, you know, I, I was in, a lot of meetings with those guys and and he's pretty good at uh he's just got this stare that that like you know he's he's means business he's got the, <laughs> the, that look like that that the players and everybody described in the in the in the film yeah yep what kind of stories um do you want to share you you had told us a little bit offline that um, you had some stories about just the trashers in general and and all of that because i'm assuming you went to games and you know experienced this so uh regale us if you will yeah i mean it was an amazing experience and like i said there was nothing in danbury before there was no professional hockey and they did construction to add uh seats to the stadium and since then there's been four other teams that we've designed um, the, the, the Danbury Whalers, the Danbury Titans and the current team, the Hattricks. We could talk a little more about that, but you know, the, you've seen the documentary, so you know, the history of it. And, you, you know, there's, there's some just funny stories of working, working with these guys. And, you know, when I was working with them, there were rumors, local rumors that they, they were connected with the mob and and I just I wasn't really nervous about that they were always very good to me and um uh but you know I was in these meetings where uh you know he, his whole crew was there and, and there are some real characters you see in the documentary Tommy Papacello he was the equipment manager uh love that guy every time I see him he gives me this big bear hug and uh <laughs> Yeah, but one one time, one funny story I have with them is it was like the night before the opening night and we were all there. I think the commissioner was there. We were in yeah. Jim's office in AWD and Jim and I were off on the side. We were talking about T-shirts, like what colors are we going to do? Are we going to do gray, blue, black, like um just we have the whole because the logo's got to change depends on what background it's on 
So we're having that conversation and Tommy Papacello's over on the other side talking about getting shavers and towels for the visiting locker room because they, as the, the host team has to provide that. And I don't know if I, I, I probably can't swear on this podcast. Yeah, you can swear. Go ahead. <laughs> Jim overhears the other cop, Tommy's conversation on the other side and he slams his fist down. God damn it. What the F are you talking about? And the whole room goes silence. And you see Tommy, he's pretty imposed, imposing figure himself, but he straightens up. He goes, well, Jim, I'm just saying to the guys, we have to have we have to have shavers and we have to have towels and 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 stuff in the locker room. And he slams his fist down again. When are you gonna tell me this? Like I don't want to be going down. I, I'll leave out the explicit expletives, but uh, screaming top of his lungs. I don't want to be going down to CVS the night before the game to buy disposable shavers. And I just start laughing, hysterical, and no one in the room is laughing. And Jim's uh, main guy, his name was Ciro, he was standing behind Jim and he's going like this to me. And I was like, oh, it was it was right out of Goodfellas, you know, and, and you luckily, think I'm funny? Yeah, you think you, I'm a clown? He goes, why? He looks at me. Jim looks at me. Why the F are you laughing? <laughs> I go, Jim, I don't know. It's just funny because I picture you going to CV all night CVS drive through to get, you know, shavers, disposable shavers. Like, that's funny. And luckily, he just turned away from me and kept yelling at Tommy Papacello. <laughs> oh, God. I've been telling these stories in the hockey locker room for years. So it's nice that someone's hearing it for the first time. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Give us another one. Yeah. Well, another one, um, we like, we did a lot. We, we, a lot of different visual, uh, projects for, you know, around the trashers. We, you know, they had a team bus, they bought a team bus. Like what minor league team at this level has you, you rent a bus per trip. These guys bought a bus, they gutted it, put a kitchen in it. Uh, so they wanted to have the best of everything. So one of the projects was to wrap the bus with graphics. And it was amazing. We did, we did our layouts in the computer and then we had the bus wrapped in um, Brooklyn at the Navy shipyards, right? So the bus was freshly painted all black and our graphics were gonna be applied to it. So I met them out there, the company that was Print, doing the printing and wrapping the bus. We, we all met out there in the morning and the guys from AWD drove the bus down. So I was there for until about lunchtime where they wrapped one side of the bus and I have amazing pictures of the process and stuff. And when you saw that thing rolling down the highway with the big scrappy trash on it, like it, it was startling. So I left about uh, lunchtime. They had one side of the bus done. So I'm back at the office. I'm sitting at the computer working. I get a call, my cell phone, always my cell phone. Um, it's one of the guys, Jim's main guy, Ciro. And he, I, what's up? He's like, we got a problem. We got a problem? What? The bus looked fantastic. He goes, the problem is the bus is locked and I have the keys in Danbury. And so I'm like, and they, they've got to turn the bus around because now it's been sitting in the sun all day. So the, the, the black paint is heated up and, and it's melting the, the, the application. So they need to spin the bus around or get it inside, move it inside. And they can't because they don't have the keys. So I'm like, guys, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm in New York City, like you're in Danbury, like I, I don't have, you know, I'm thinking maybe I can go to Home Depot and get a tarp and maybe create some shade on the side of the bus. And see, all right, I'm, so I'm suggesting this to Ciro. Ciro goes, I said, what do you want me to do? And he goes, I don't know what you, what I want you to do, 
but Jimmy wanted me to call you and tell you he's not happy. So I'm calling you to tell you Jimmy's not happy. That was it. They they had to get the down on the seat, but it was stuff like that. It's like you know, are, am I on? Am I in a movie here? So <laughs> that's hysterical. And you're just oh like, I'm just I'm the graphics guy. I'm not. Yeah, to like the like the scene in The Godfather where the, the they ask the baker to like stand guard at the in front of the hospital. It's like he goes, I'm just the baker. <laughs> like, I'm just the graphic designer. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Um, do you have more stories? Um, what else? I mean, there was, you know, just times where, uh, you know, I'd be walking into a meeting and I, and I hear one time I was sitting out um, waiting for Jim and I was outside the lobby and his secretary said, he's on the phone. It'll be a, just a minute. And I hear him on the phone screaming, you tell that guy that indictment didn't mean anything and, and blah, 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 and he slams down the phone. And then he goes, okay, Dom, you out there? Come on in. <laughs> I'm like, I got to follow that. <laughs> like, oh, boy. That is so funny. So did you have any meetings with AJ? How was he? Because in the documentary, they kind of said that he was just your typical 17 year old kid yep. with his long baggy sweaters and his long shorts. And yep. I mean, he had a huge job, you know, on his shoulders. And how did you see any growth uh, with him, whether you worked with him or not over the course of everything that had happened? Yeah. Um, yeah. AJ was just a teenager at the time, definitely more mature than, than his counterparts, you know, he, he grew up around his dad's business, um, you know, just as smart and, and um, focused as his dad. Matter of fact, we just had a call yesterday, AJ and I, we're working on another project together um, after all these years. We've done a couple of things together because he manages boxers. Right. So he, he called us once for, for a logo for one of his boxers. So he's very savvy about marketing. He knows you know, how, how to sell things. And um, yeah. And, but back then, yeah, he was just a teenager with baggy pants and the hat backwards. And but that was the style, man. That was the style though. That was like, like cool. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I didn't really find it appealing, but it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that um, I want to talk about the, the hat, tricks but before we do that um how how is this new popularity with the logo because i mean barstool sports is selling it under chiclets like they have the logo on shirts and hoodies and and like it's sold out like it's on back order and waitlisted and like that's bananas um probably to you to think that like this whole new generation of hockey fans are like just dying to get their hands on this this image and wear this and even the singer drake was seen wearing a jersey like how the hell did drake get that jersey like what what what's his connection to danbury connecticut like what what is happening um so what has all that been like for you well you know the documentary has changed because the trashers logo it doesn't stand for a hockey team anymore there is no hockey team right it stands for you know this attitude or or the the bad boy the bad boy hockey and what's fascinating i think to people about the trashers documentary is that it was real you know it's authentic and in branding you're always looking for for authenticity for any, you know, you're looking for the history of a brand for a candy bar, you're, you're looking back at the history of it, right? So this is not like, you know, the Sopranos was really popular, but that was that was a show. This is reality, like all of this really happened. And you know, the gym went away for seven years, like, that's, that's, that's hard life. So um, but it's, it's strange to see it blow up like this. I, I, I need, they told me they were doing a documentary. Um, they gave them my name and, and number and stuff, but 
I guess it's just not that interesting to talk to the graphic designer, you know, show the original sketch unless there's blood splattered on it. With Drake, um, yeah, I was outside doing yard work and my daughter comes running out and she's into, into influencer marketing. And so she's like, dad, you gotta get on this. You gotta post this on your LinkedIn, on your Instagram, on Facebook. And we're fairly good at self-promotion, but you know, our, our business, we're, 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 my partner and I are both designers. So we're happy as clams when we're working and, and designing. So we're, I don't mind doing sales, but it's like, if we have the work, we're, we're happy. So we're not, we're, we're really doing our thing quietly and not a lot of people know we're here. So I'm trying to use the new fame to get our name out there. Um, I've sent, I've wrote an article for a graphic design magazine about it. Um, and I've, you know, I'm trying to get into the NHL. We've been working on these logos in the minor leagues. And I feel like, you know, maybe it's about time we get called up to the big leagues, but we'll see so far. No one's, reached out to me um no yeah, one's but, redesigning logos as that, that i know of yet in the in the nhl yeah a few of them need to but they're, they're not, <laughs> which ones need to well maybe the uh the new preds stadium series jersey that everyone's hounding on so maybe they'll hire you for that one <laughs> yeah the, you know a lot of the jerseys and a lot of the logos get designed by the jersey manufacturers mm. the nhl has a really talented art department you know i've worked with guys that have uh we had a junior designer that went and, and became an art director for the nhl so I do have some connections, but um, yeah, we, we, you who know, would you, this, who would you want to redesign or, or make a new the, logo the for? Senators need a new logo. You know, the, the profile mm -hmm. of a face is um, a little static. Yeah. yeah. Who else? I love, I love the new Seattle uh, Kraken logo. You know, I, I, it's a lot like the trashers. Where, yeah, the eyes. I was just going to say. You know, you don't really, it's not, you don't see an octopus. It's, it's, it's hinting at what the monster is. And, and that's what I say about the trasher logo. Like you, his eyes, you don't really see what he looks like. Like the eyes are not on the can. So it's not the can that's the, mo the monsters inside the can. Right. So it has a little bit of mystery to it. And that's, I think that, you know, is intriguing to fans. Yeah. But low, you know, sports branding is such a powerful uh, design area to work in because it becomes a part of people's identity about their personal identity. You know, people wear Ranger jersey to work and, uh, you know, it becomes who you are and you live and die by your team. And, you know, there's a bunch of fans that have trash or tattoos, logos of the, you know, uh, um, tattoos of the logo, which just blows my mind that someone would, would make that a permanent part of their life. So that's always really an honor to me. And there has been, there, there are some new hat tricks uh, tattoos that I've seen out there. <laughs> so tell us about the hat tricks. For people yes. watching on the video, um, you've got one of the jerseys behind you and it looks sort of like a uh, rabbit, if you will, but is very ferocious, like the Darny Darko kind of rabbit. <laughs> rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, but hockey, since the Trashers, hockey's been happening in Danbury, you know, you know, for 17 years. And I've always sort of somehow get myself involved and throw my hat in the ring um but it's it's more about like if there's going to be hockey in danbury i want it to look good so I, ha I have to get involved but um after the trashers there was um danbury whalers and we designed that logo and then um danbury titans and now the latest team is the danbury hattricks and what's different about this team, because you could say minor league hockey, they come at teams come and go. And it's a tough business because ticket prices, you, you know, they try to keep ticket prices low so families can go. But you can just add up the amount of seats 
multiply it times the ticket price and you could see it's really not a money-making operation. So what's different about the hat tricks is that they put together an ownership group and bought the rink. So the guys that um, the, the team owners own, own the building. So all of the money is funneling to the same place. And, and, you know, that's a good business model. Yeah. Um, the logo. So you guys designed that logo. Yes. So we did the hat tricks logo and this, you know, it, it's a lot of pressure because we have to top or at least, you know, do something that's as iconic as, as the trasher logo each time. Um, and this time they didn't even have a name for the logo, the ownership group. Um, Herm Sorcher is the, the managing partner who, who leads the team. Um, he came to me with about 10 or 12 different ideas for just for the name. And I said, let me sketch, let us sketch for each of the names just to show you the depth of what each one would, would look like. For instance, one of them was that they really liked was the Jokers. So, you know, you don't really want to be on the ice and have a losing season and, you know, be taunted. It's too easy. But we did we did have some decent logos for the Jokers. Um, we have um, an airport here so in Danbury. So one of the ideas was the Arrows, Danbury Arrows. There used to be a raceway in Danbury. Now it's a mall. Uh, so Danbury Racers was another uh, concept. And we came up with sketches and jersey ideas for each one of those. And then it came down to the Jokers and the Hattricks. But the Hattricks also, they, are, they have two junior teams. They have an NAHL team and an NA3HL team. So it's really like building, this is grassroots hockey. And you can go from playing youth hockey to professional hockey in the same building here in Danbury. So it's, it's pretty exciting time. They've done a lot of re renovations to the building. Um, there's a new axe throwing lounge upstairs and it's called the Axe Tricks Lounge. I did the logo for that where the, the rabbit's throwing a hatchet. So it's a lot of fun. That's awesome, especially for a town that never really had any hockey and now it's grown so much to, to what it is now. Uh, what would you say the town, the, the energy is in the building? Is it for the, the hat tricks? Would you say it's kind of the same as the Trashers or uh, what's kind of like the overall vibe of, the, of that building? Yeah, that's a good question. It is a blast. I got to say, I, I take my 13 year old guy down there, my son, and we, it's it's a fun night. You, you know, get a couple beers, hot dog, and they have bands playing. Um, it's a fun night, but it, it was all built from the, you know, this is the building that the Trashers built, you know, but it's a little bit of different vibe. The Trashers was it just, a much more brutal team you know they 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 were focused on intimidating and fighting um a lot more and th there was a section 102 uh full of fans that you just you know i i i would sit two sections away from them but because it, it, it especially when my kids are little it it was just brutal um but you know it's hockey and you gotta protect your 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 scores. So you know the hat tricks are struggling with that now. What? How do we bring an enforcer in? They just bought uh, signed a ex NHL enforcer from the Flyers. I, I can't think of his name offhand, but if you Google it, you'll you'll find the article about it. But yeah, it's it's. It's definitely um, it's a more of a family feel I think now that, than the Trashers uh, days, but you know it's it's uh, all all stems from from the Trashers. Well, the Trasher days were an, an anomaly for sure. I mean, just given what you know the commissioner was trying to do and trying to stop what 
like sort of the theatrics of the fighting and all of that. But um, I can't even imagine what a time that would have been to to see it. Having now seen the story, um, there's like that's incredible that you were able to uh, to go to the games. I don't think I have any more questions. Do you, Breezy? I don't think so. I think we should uh, ask Dominic at the final three, like we do for all of our guests. It's a rapid fire. Um, we're going to put you on the spot here, but I think you can handle it. Okay. So the first question is, who is your ultimate hockey hunk? Like the <laughs> hunkiest. And we ask men and women this, so everybody answers. Wow, it's got to be Henrik Lundqvist, because I'm, I'm a Ranger fan, and oh my goodness, like, if you could just have his hair or... <laughs> You've got some pretty nice hair, though. I think you, you could give him a run for his money, but can you play the guitar, and can you, I, you know, a, save 40 pucks a night and the, from getting into goal? I don't know. <laughs> the whole package, that guy. Yeah. He takes his helmet on, and his hair is still, like, perfect. Yeah. Like, wow. it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Who is your favorite hockey lady? What's her name? I can't. Hillary Knight or Kendall yeah, Coyne. Hillary Knight. Hillary Knight is my favorite. And she uh she just followed me on Instagram or what? TikTok. On TikTok. Because I posted on TikTok about the trasher logo. Yeah. And I don't know if it's her team because I wrote her, I'm like, holy cow, Hillary Knight is following me. And then I got a back response. It was a little, uh, you know, um, formatted, seemed like. So she must have, she, she's really good with her social media. Very good. Oh Very my good. God. Uh, <laughs> Breezy and I would be freaking out if that happened too. So uh, yeah. And then the last question is, do you have a Sidney Crosby story? Sydney Crosby? You mean Cindy Crosby? <laughs> like, yeah, the the Sydney Crosby, Sid the Kid. Like, have I ever had a run-in with him or yeah, anything. I mean, we ask everybody this, and sometimes the answer is no. So yeah, um, I don't, but I have I I saw Vetchkin, Alex Ovechkin at the NHL store in the city. Uh, early on in his career and I got his autograph in my my case here my my man cave here that's that's a that's a, the first we've heard from a Sidney Crosby story is Alex Ovechkin but I think it's <laughs> very appropriate given their um you know history <laughs> so. yeah. There was a, uh, I just saw this uh, Instagram post and it says we may never see a Alex Ovechkin again in the league just because of not necessarily his stats because obviously he's you know catching up and trying to, to beat records there but just overall his game and everything that he brings to the game they're saying that this guy is one of a kind so um perfect timing for that answer too because I just read that before we got on to uh onto this recording so that's awesome yeah. <laughs> well I, you see his son I think he's yes. four years old is on the ice already and at every game and that he's going to grow up with it. And, you know, we'll see what he becomes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, let us know uh, where our followers can follow you. Um, and if you want to just promote yourself, promote your business, uh, take it away. Now's your time. Um, the business is Alessandra Weber design. Our website is aw-design.com. And our Instagram is Alessandro Weber Design. Yeah, that'll be easy to find. And I'm pretty easy to find myself, Dominic Alessandro, on all one word on Instagram and TikTok. What's your TikTok? TikTok, I think it's the same. Just yeah, I think I just use my full name. <laughs> I mean, the irony here is not lost that the AWD, like the trash disposal initials is the same as your company name. <laughs> so I, I'm I, sure you're very aware of that, but you yeah, had to... to. Yeah. One, one meeting with Jim, I said, Jim, isn't it funny? We have the same initials of our company name. He just goes, yeah. Like, I thought it was cool. AWD. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to know that that's the response I would have gotten from Jim if I had said that. 
<laughs> I feel like I could just listen to stories about Jim all day long. <laughs> I agree. Oh, I man. agree. Hey, well, he's, he's one of a kind. Like, he would have been successful in any business that that he, you know, just happened that that type of business leads you into other areas. Like buying a hockey team, right? Thank you so much, Dominic, for taking some time uh, to chat with us and share your stories and your experience working with the trashers and uh, good luck on the future endeavors with AJ and everything else. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been great. I love talking about hockey. Could go on and on. It's the greatest sport. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.